Welcome back. This is Real When Shared, and this is the last episode of season one. Whoa. <laughs> Only the 16th episode. I wasn't even sure I was going to do seasons, but I need a little bit of a break. So I'll be back, hopefully in the fall. But that's, you know, kind of loose. I'm not sure when exactly. I will keep you all posted on that. But yeah, so here is the last episode. I have been so indecisive about which story to tell you guys next. And I think I'm going to go with the creepy landlord story. Um, Just because I remember when it happened, it was all over my Instagram. It was all over social media and it was a big thing that happened. And I feel like no one got the full story. (laughs) It's still in my highlights on Instagram. If you want to go creep on that. (laughs) Um, oh my God, I swear to God, every time I'm recording, there's garbage people. One second. Okay. So at some points I'm probably gonna have to like go back and look at some old stories and look at that highlight just to refer to things so I can remember everything because it's so insane. what happened to me? I couldn't even believe what was going on and like, let this be a warning to people in the future. Like whenever you're looking for housing, make sure you Get to know the landlord, you meet them, you speak with them, make sure you sign things, you write, you have things written down, and make sure you don't actually live with them, okay? So this is how I came to live with my creepy landlord who ended up making me homeless. I think I saw his ad on Craigslist, I can't remember where. Pretty sure it was Craigslist. It was not very detailed, which is also a red flag. You want to have a lot of detail in an ad. But I was desperate to leave where I currently was um, because I had another weird situation happen to me where someone scammed me. So I had to get out of that living situation and I was just desperate to move. And I just wanted to get into acting. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with Squamish. I want to get to Vancouver. So I saw this ad for this really nice house in North Vancouver. And the email was like very brief when I contacted him. And I said that I couldn't come see the place because I'm in in Squamish. Um, And he told me it was a micro suite. It's um, two bedrooms. It would just be me and someone else or possibly just be me by myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, sweet deal. This is like a hidden gem that I just found. That's what I was thinking. Oh, I was so wrong. He also did not explain before I moved in that the person who was in the room that I was supposed to move into wasn't going to move out until middle of the month. This is September 2020, so already a hard year for people, okay? So he failed to tell me that. He also failed to tell me that, like, I would have to sleep in his bedroom, you know, when I get there because I have to wait for this girl to move out. And then he failed to tell me that I, that he was going to be my roommate. So just wait till what happens, okay? So I get there with all my stuff. I'm excited to move in. And he tells me this. He drops this bomb. Like, yeah, this girl, she's giving me a hard time. She's not moving out. So in the meantime, you can have my bedroom. And in my head, I was like, your bedroom? Wait, what? Like, your bedroom is in the same hall? Like, it's this tiny little hallway, this micro suite. It's a hall, tiny hallway. My bedroom that I'm supposed to move into is right at the main door, like the side door of the house. You go down the hallway and then it's Timothy is his name, the landlord. It's Timothy's bedroom. And I had to stay in Timothy's bedroom 
until like mid-September, near end of September, because this girl had to move out. And I, it was disgusting what this girl left behind. It was, she had piles and piles of garbage and, and shit in her room. I can understand why he got like mad and stuff and why he wanted her out. Cause she lived so like the smell in there was so gross. He had to get like carpet cleaners in there. It was a huge ordeal. Anyway, so I'm like stoked about moving into my new bedroom finally and it's furnished and she left some things behind. So, you know, things were looking upwards, you know, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm in this suite, this micro suite by myself. Cool. Because also he said that he sleeps like next door. He has this little like working shed area, like attached to this micro suite. You have to go inside and around to another door and that's where he is. That's what he told me. Oh, another thing. This is also very important. Before I moved in, he didn't ask for a damage deposit. There was no discussion of one. There was, and we didn't sign anything. There was no lease. Like, there was no documentation about anything. And, yeah, he didn't ask for a damage deposit. Like, I have moved into places where there hasn't been a few times a damage deposit. And he never asked for one either, so I didn't think it was weird to not pay a damage deposit. I was like, okay, just another, maybe he's a chill guy, doesn't need one. And yeah, so he never, he never asked for one, ever. So that's important. <laughs> okay, and so we just, so we have the layout of like where I'm living. And then above me is the main floor and there is this girl named Tiffany. And she has this male roommate that she doesn't like and ends up kicking him out, whatever. But anyway, it's just basically mainly Tiffany upstairs. She is queen of the place, queen of the house. Um, Timothy's not even allowed inside. He has to ask to go inside his own house. <laughs> but she loves Timothy because he allows her to do this and have this huge space, this huge upstairs main floor to herself. She gets to choose who comes in as a roommate and who doesn't. She gets to choose if she can be there by herself and if, you know, like... She worships this man because he gave her everything. So when it came down to, like, what was going on with me and Timothy, which I'll get to, of course, she's going to side with him. You know, in her eyes, he's a great person. He He's a great landlord. He's super nice. <clears throat> but, of course, of course he is to you. You know, like, yeah. But anyway, okay, so... Things start going slowly wrong near like the end of October. And this is just because of a simple kind request. And like I've been upstairs maybe twice since since this request and hung out with this girl and like she she was a lot. <laughs> Very fiery person. Um but I I thought we were on good terms. And, but sometimes she just wouldn't invite me up with her little social gatherings or her parties. And so one night she was just up very late and she had her music blaring and I had to be up at 4am because I had, um, to go to work for my, my little film gig as a background actor. And I was nice. I was going to let her do her thing. All I said was, Hey, do you mind turning your music down a little? Like, I didn't ask her to even turn it off. I just asked her to lower the volume. Kindly, too. I am all about kindness. <laughs> Hold on a second. When I said background acting, I meant to say PA work. So, like, I did 
I don't know. I guess you call it like a what is it? What is PA called again? A um, I don't know, but yeah, it's called a PA in film. Just look it up. I wasn't I wasn't a background actor yet. I completely forgot. It was just a film gig as a PA. Um, but I I had to be up really early for that. Um, anyway, just just to clarify, in case you're like, oh, you're doing that at that point, and then like timelines don't line up. I'm talking about stories in the future. So yeah, it was PA work, but still film film industry. Yeah. Also, a thing here to note because this is when I had to like message Timothy. Ever since I moved in, he had he was always making like weird sexual comments in text messages towards me. And I screenshotted a lot of them. I don't know where they are. They're in my archives somewhere on my laptop. And I would just always let them slide because I'm like, you know what? Maybe he's just a, an open person. I just maybe maybe he's just a little bit weird. I was just like trying to, you know, I didn't want it to be a thing and I didn't want to cause an issue. So I just let those weird sexual comments always slide. But this is what happened when I was like, when I was like, okay, I need to, you know, say something about like what's going on with this noise and stuff. So this is what I said. Oh, um, so before I get to what I, when I confronted Tim, Timothy, whatever, big old Timmy, (laughs) um, like after that incident in October, when I kindly asked her to turn down her music, she just suddenly like hated me, just turned into such a bitch. And like we had a sketchy washing machine that sometimes would just stop. And like, I can't control that. (laughs) And so one time it stopped and she was doing laundry and she came down, like banged on my door and yelled at me and blamed me for, you know, stopping her laundry. Do you think I want to live in an environment where I am constantly fighting and at a battle with someone? No, I'm not going to purposely stop your laundry. Like, it was getting to the point where she was just being outright rude to me every time she came down into my area. And like I said, she thought she was queen. So basically, she owns that area too. I often had to start putting up notes that would say, you know, everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Please be kind. She would come down, tear it down. I'm like, this is my space now. Don't tear down things in my space. I'm not going to go upstairs and rip down things off your walls. Ugh. So anyway, it is November 18th, and I was debating whether or not to confront Timothy because I didn't want to cause a problem. And he didn't like that I, I said something. So here is now what I said. I'm reading my, I'm looking at a screenshot. So I guess he's asking basically why I'm coming to him and not directly to Tiffany. Because I, she's just impossible. She just yells and loses her shit. And so I said to Tim, I said, no, she yelled. I do not speak with people who raise their voice and do not know how to properly communicate. And he said, time will heal all wounds, I guess. Like, that's not what I wanted him to say. I want you to help me. And I said, well, time is not going to heal all wounds if she's going to continue acting this way. Guess what he says in response to that? Should I spank her? Back with the sexual stuff. Like, should I spank her? You call yourself a landlord and you say this to me? 
And like, I, I can't, like, I, I sent that to her. I was like, did, eventually I was, cause I was trying to like tell her how creepy and weird he is. And I was like, he wanted to, he suggested spanking you. And like, she, she would, she never believed me. Um, and I left, I didn't respond right away. Cause I was asking people, I was like, what should I do? Should I say something? Should I, should I, or should I let this one slide again? And I was like, I was like, I was, I was like at my breaking point. Like I'm going back looking at my stories and I'm honestly wanting to cry. I feel so bad for myself. And all I said back to, should I spank her was, that was a bit out of line. And after I said that was a bit out of line, suddenly he changed as well. I got my first eviction notice, like right the next day, asking, you know, to leave the premises, to move out. And I, right away, I got on the phone with this thing we have called T-Rack. It helps tenants and stuff. And I didn't do anything wrong. He can't just kick me out, especially with like barely any notice. And it sucked because I was in t- such a tough position because, and then he started saying like, he was like happy about it too. He's like, I'm your roommate. I live with you. I'm not your landlord because you have more rights as a tenant if someone is your landlord acting this way. But because he's my roommate and he owns the house, like it was such a tricky situation. Um, also he started like, oh, so December comes around, right? I pay my rent because I'm not moving out. I have rights. You can't just kick me out. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just simply trying to live my life. And because I I said that you were out of line, you want me out. Oh, what? Because you can't be sexual and make these comments anymore. I wasn't going to do anything. I just was asking you to just like Get, chill, stop, just stop doing that and we can be fine. But no, <laughs> couldn't be the case. Um, yeah, so I, I paid my rent for December 1st because I'm not moving out. Where am I going to go? And he messaged me um, like December 3rd or something saying, if you do not pay the rent or do not move out, I will have a marshal escort you out. <laughs> that's what he said to me. And I paid my rent. And I, and I quoted to him because I read on the, on the website, the tenant website. I was like, if your landlord wants to evict you, they must issue you an approved notice that states a valid reason for your eviction. And he said, you're only a roommate on a shared space. I said, okay, but you still have no valid reason. And I said, oh, am I? Because in this notice, this eviction notice, this like second one, you stated that you're a landlord. And he's like, yeah, I was just trying to be fair. <sighs> what? <laughs> so he continues threatening me and giving me eviction notices. And I keep printing out like illegal eviction notices and putting it back to him, giving that back and ripping up the eviction notices because they are not legitimate. Um, and I was in the right the whole time. Like T-Rack was on my side and stuff. But it was just so threatening, the things that he would say to me, and so unkind. It was so hard for me to just keep going. <laughs> and I was I would always like leave a little message with my illegal eviction notices. I would I would like I gave him a pin that I had one time that I made that says be kind. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna like fight back. I'm not I'm not giving in to this guy. But it became so bad that I was like maybe I will just 
slowly start looking for a place. I also started having um, like random strangers start spreading rumors about me in other places like on Facebook and stuff like Tiffany would tell her friends stuff about me that's not even true and they would just get exaggerated and spread on social media and I was like what the hell so I couldn't even be Naya on Facebook anymore because this was getting out of hand and like there was a rumor going around that I I would just go around moving my or my roommate, I guess, not my landlord, I'd go around moving Timothy's things and stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? When I moved in here and I was like trying to make this place cozy, Timothy said, word for word, I love what you're doing with the place in here. I never I never thought to, you know, actually give this place some time to make it decorative and make it more of a home. Thank you for doing that. He said that to me. <laughs> And I guess he told Tiffany, oh, she's moving my stuff around. What the hell? Yeah, your gigantic black dildo and your fucking anal beads that were wide out in the open in the laundry room. Yeah, I moved that. That was disgusting. Actually, I didn't really move it. I looked at it. I was like, is is this really what I'm looking at? I accidentally touched the anal beads. Why is that out in the open? Why is that out there? Put that in your bedroom, in your drawer. Also, when I was sleeping in his bedroom, like, before I moved into my own room, I was, like, already getting weird vibes from him. I checked everywhere for hidden cameras, because this is how creepy this guy is. So anyway, by December 17th, I received my fourth eviction letter. (laughs) And it said that I would have to vacate the premises, like, within the next couple days. And I would have to pay a non-existent damage deposit. He's asking for a damage deposit that he never even asked for. And now he wants a damage deposit when he's kicking me out. Who is this mean to somebody? So mean. I I couldn't even believe it. And it gets worse. He wants me out so bad. And because I'm such a terrible person because I confronted him about this spanking text. He started threatening things like, I'm also going to come into your room and claim some items. He's going to claim the dresser, going to claim my desk or my working table space where I eat. Basically, it's everything. It's like I had this big table. It was where I ate, where I did my work and stuff because there was no kitchen. We live in a hallway. I was like, wow, what the hell? And then the next day, December 18th, Um, I guess he realizes, like, I'm not budging yet. (laughs) And he starts emptying out the micro suite that I'm living in. He empties out the kitchen. He starts taking things out so that I can't eat or cook. And I'm bawling my eyes out at this point. And I'm just trying to collect as much as I can so that I can still eat food and cook in my bedroom. So I went out there and I gathered some as many items as I could. I like he took the blender away from me, which is like I love my smoothies and I'm a vegan. Like I I thrive off of them. He took so much and I tried to take what I could that was left. I took I took the hot plate. I took like just the bare minimum minimum like to cook with, like a few utensils, some things, like something to stir something with. Like I couldn't believe he was just taking everything away from me and like I I paid rent this month I'm paying rent to you to live here I live here like what are what are you doing 
Uh, and it took balls, but I had to confront him because I'm like, what are we doing here? Like treat, treat people with kindness. So I, I said, Hey, like Tim, look, I pay rent here. Can we please be kind? Like we are approaching Christmas. It's the holiday season. Um, and you're taking away like all of the things I need to use to cook. And his response get this his response to that was well this is not a holiday inn what the fuck (laughs) yeah no shit it's not a holiday inn it's where I live and where I eat and where where I pay rent to you to be able to use these things I (laughs) I could not believe it I just I was breaking down at this point every single day just bawling my eyes out and I was going on Instagram I just needed to document everything (laughs) And I like had to go live a few times and oh my God. And like, I even had to like, because the threats were not stopping, I wrote out a sign and I taped it on my door and I said, your furniture is safe. I am not a mean person and I fully believe in karma. I have zero interest in damaging your stuff because he was trying to come up with like a reason why he was claiming all the items inside my room. He was scared I was going to damage it all. Why would I do that? Why on earth? Do you think I'm going to make things worse? I am trying to live in peace here with you somehow. And I said, like, please choose to be nice this holiday season. And I put a heart. Like, I'm just always trying my best to make peace in this hell hole that I'm living in with this creepy landlord. And of course, that gets ripped down too. So at this point, because I'm like... I, I'm, I'm being threatened. I'm not going to have any furniture. Uh, I don't feel safe. He's, he's creepy and scary. Tiffany's scary. And they're both on the same side. I'm all alone here in this situation. They're threatening me with cops. They actually did call the cops me one time. We'll get to that. I got so scared and I felt so helpless and I needed to get out. I wanted to get out. I was like, I fine. You know what? You, you, you did it. You won. I I am completely broken. I will leave. I want to leave. And so I went on TikTok and I I made a GoFundMe asking for help. And then more more rumors spread in and people were saying that I'm I'm being fake. I made this story up. None of this actually happened. (sighs) Like some people did help me. And if you are listening to this, if you ever do, I will always be grateful for those people who helped me out. But, like, it still wasn't enough. And too many people on there were just so negative and so mean. I just, I was, like, losing so much faith. I was losing so much hope. But I did do that at one point. Um, I just, I was documenting everywhere I had to. I was so scared that I couldn't even go shower. So every time I left my room, I would go live in case something happened and I could have witnesses. That's how fucked up it was. And then like, I think it was like December 19th, he called the police on me and they couldn't do anything because why the hell did you call them? Nothing happened. I'm not doing anything illegal. I admit I'm not in the wrong here, man. Like, it was so bad. Um, and then, um... So a miracle happened, and then something really shitty happened again, and let's talk about that. 
So, um, like, trigger warning, I was having, like, suicidal thoughts. Like, of course, I am broken down so far. I'm also living in a place where I don't know anybody. I don't even have a support system around me. I don't have a family. I don't have any friends. And I'm living in this place where I'm constantly being broken down, being threatened. Rumors are being spread about me. I like cops are being called on me for no reason. I want to die. Like I, I don't want to be here anymore. And so on, on December 24th, like it's Christmas time and I'm, I'm crying because I just, I'm just picturing myself. I remember I took a photo and I was just laying on the ground crying in my room, so scared, just hugging myself. And to make myself feel better, I was like, I'm just going to go to the beach because I like staring out at the ocean. So I bring myself to the beach on December 24th. And I bring a bottle of wine with me because I'm like, fuck my life. It sucks so bad right now. And I'm sitting there drinking wine and I'm bawling my eyes out. Just letting the tears flow. I don't care who sees me. And... At this point, I'm just like hoping and begging and wishing for some miracles, some, something to help me get me out of this situation that I'm in. And like, like God sent an angel, this man, this woman approached me and because they see me just bawling my eyes out with a bottle of wine on Christmas Eve by myself and they ask what's going on and I briefly explain the situation how I'm like stuck in this creepy place with this creepy landlord and I I need out I have nowhere to go and I'm gonna be homeless because I have nowhere to go and like (laughs) the guy was like I have a condo just sitting there empty in Vancouver um (laughs) he's like you can stay there you can we we can get you out we'll I'll move you I'll get you out (laughs) You just need to give me a few days, just wait till after Christmas, and we'll move you out, and you can stay there for, I think, he let me stay, like, just over a week, and I don't know where he came from, how they found me, I just feel like, and, like, I I never usually turn to, like, creator or the universe or God or whoever you like to say, but I feel like that day, whoever is up there, whatever is good, in the universe listened to me and was like, say, we need to save this girl. Um, and they did. They sent me these people, these strangers. <laughs> I just need to gather myself for a moment. <sighs> okay. <sighs> so I'm still leaving notes at this point. Just I'm, I'm just begging <laughs> And like one of the last notes I think I left was, I want you to leave, or sorry, I want to leave and you want me to leave. For this to happen, we need to be civil, kind, and understanding. Sending love, Naya. Always, always sending kindness, sending love. Always trying my hardest. But yet again, here's something that happened. Day after Christmas, Tiffany and Tim, they don't stop. (laughs) It's December 26th at like four in the morning. 
Tiffany comes down and just starts randomly banging on my door. Like, you, you get why I feel unsafe, right? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I put up this, like, blockade. I put this door up and I prop it against the door handle of the basement just to, like, if she were to come storming down, it would give me, I would hear her coming and it would give me some time to just, like, run to my room and lock my door. And I left a note and I was like, Tiffany was banging on my door between, like, 4, a, 4 and 4.30 a.m. I put this blockade up here because I feel unsafe. <clears throat> And then later that day, I just, I think it was just that evening, the evening of Boxing Day, December 26th, um, I was trying to go to sleep and guess what? Tiffany decides to call the cops on me. Her reason for calling the cops, loud noise and partying. Guess what I'm doing? I'm trying to sleep. Girl, I'm not partying. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, she's telling lies now, and um, it's just fucked up because, I, like, I'm scared for my life hiding behind locked doors. You're calling the police on me? Like, uh, I, I, you, I, you, you guys have squashed me completely, and you're, you're still doing this, and it's Christmas time. It was just, I have never met people who were so cruel, so unkind. I don't understand what their agenda was. Like, why do you want me out so badly? What am I doing? <sighs> like, they broke me down so much. To the point where, I think it was some at some point in the beginning of December with all those eviction letters and everything and the threats and God and and the and it was a lot and it was like I was losing hope day by day. It was so bad and I was so depressed. I tried hanging myself. And um I remember texting my mom because I usually don't, and I was like, I, I was, I had like, I was hoping, you know, for someone to say something like, your, li your life is worth living, it's gonna get better, hang in there, I'm here for you, I love you, something, you know, something that a mom or a parent should say, and I like, I told my mom that I'm hanging myself and goodbye, and she said, what do you want? <laughs> that was her response so like, I had to deal with the whole rest of December <laughs> by myself I was like okay that's the, that's it you know what I'm I, that just like made me get up put that noose away I was like fuck you <laughs> you don't get to have a relationship with me if your daughter is do you even know what I'm going through? Like, do you understand the magnitude of this situation? You don't give a rat's ass about me if I am alive or dead. But I am going to thrive and make it in this life and prove I do not need you. <laughs> so I kept going and I kept just enduring day after day until that miracle happened. And that happened after Christmas with Tiffany calling the police on me. <sighs> and then I finally, finally... 
It was like the 27th or 28th of December. The man who saved me, this angel, he moves me out, but still they don't stop. (laughs) As we are like loading up and stuff and, and Todd, the name of the angel human is helping me pack up. Tiffany is just like blurting out horrible things about me like oh thank you for taking this nightmare off of us now now she's yours to deal with just I can't even recall what she was saying I just remember being so bad and I was looking at Todd and I was like this is what I'm dealing with he's like it's okay it's okay we're just gonna gonna ignore these people and we'll get out of here like it was so bad and I think she was drunk she seemed drunk she was just belligerent and just yelling horrible horrible things that you should not say about someone like, I'm doing you all a freaking favor and leaving. You, you guys drove me to suicide. <laughs> huh. And so then I'm, I'm in Todd's condo for a little bit, but I can't stay there the whole time um, because someone else was moving in. So I ended up moving into a homeless shelter. And so, yeah, after after the condo for a little bit, which was a rescue place from my creepy landlord um I was in a homeless shelter and I don't actually like say that out loud to a lot of people but I was in a homeless shelter for um basically a little over half of a month and that was a really also a really low point in my life a really really tough time I was like I am actually at rock bottom now like how do I get up from here and like still my family wouldn't help me back home I would just be like even just like can you just give me enough money for one month one month worth of rent just so I cannot be homeless anymore and get back on my feet and my parents have like all these luxuries at home fancy cars a hot tub like they're making renovations and but yet your daughter like want is suicidal and is in a homeless shelter and you you can't help her you don't want to it floors me to this day and family if you ever hear this this is this story is one of the major reasons why i i can't have you in my life who does that to their daughter Anyway, sorry, this story is about my creepy landlord and Tiffany. But, you know, there's there's always more to a story. There's so much I can say. <sighs> that was so much to get off my chest. Because this story has only lived in my highlights and on my stories on Instagram and on TikTok. And it, I've never spoken about it to, to people like this. That was a lot. I need to breathe. (sighs) But there you have it. That is the story. Um, I mean, I could talk about it for so much longer, but that is basically the story of how I ended up living with a creepy landlord and how I ended up in a homeless shelter because of said creepy landlord. Whew. What a doozy of a last episode for this season. I feel like weight has just lifted off my shoulders a little bit. I'm going to say their names, though, because no one should ever be treated the way that I was during that time. 
and just for a warning out there. So this man, he lived at the time, but I don't know if he still does, in North Vancouver, Timothy Dean Locke. Locke with an E. Stay away from him. The um, queen bitch of the house, (laughs) her name is Tiffany Hunter. And those are the people that destroyed me and drove me to suicide and you know in the end that's how I ended up in a homeless shelter was because all because of you know I I kindly said do you mind turning the music down and because I confronted a supposed landlord about spanking his tenant wild wild Wow. (laughs) So, I know that was a bit of a longer one. Thank you if you're still here listening to the end of it. And I will talk to you guys next season. And I am going to for sure have guests on there next season. I need to work at the logistics and I'm going to have everybody lined up. Season two is going to have guests and I'm excited about that. And I'm aiming for the fall, but I'll keep you posted. (laughs) So thank you for listening. Please rate five stars. Please share, like, do all that. Help me out on Instagram as well. And yeah, um, be careful where you are living. Make sure you do all the right things before moving in somewhere. Meet people. Sense out the vibes. Make sure everything's okay. Meet the landlord. Gosh. (laughs) Okay. I am going to go on with my day and smile. I cried today getting that story out, but I am good. For now. (laughs) Okay. Keep it real. Share your stories. Share your experiences. And keep it wild. Not in that way. In the fun way. And I'll see you all next time for season two.